Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone, this is Shadows. And Chaos. We're from the Shadows of the Moon podcast. We're here to tell you about Anchor, and how it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And I heard it's free. It is free. There's also a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So I don't have to upload and change platforms? Nope, not at all. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it'll be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Without me having to do it? Yep, and you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Are you kidding me? Not at all. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead on over, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. And that's with a capital A. Good morning, everybody. What's going on? Is up or is up? Oh, you're getting all set up. Yeah, we're live. You ain't got chat up. I do have chat up. No, you don't. Not your chat. You got to go to YouTube. Well, I asked you if you already had it all set up. You said yes. Oh no, I can't do that until I go live. Well you, well, you just see your life. <laughs> I'm on your YouTube. Right, because I'm we're live on my YouTube. You got to refresh. No, it's right here. Okay. Getting my magnet on. I don't see your cameras anywhere. Good morning, everybody. What's going on? Trying to get chat up. Oh, that was good. What did you do? What did I do? What? Hey, Sid. How are you? How you doing, Sid? My camera's not up. I know it's not up yet. We're not. I haven't put it on yet, honey. We just oh, started. <laughs> you could have said that. Well, don't. 
Don't put it on yet. Okay. <laughs> He's getting his magnet on. So we're doing good. So how you doing? Good, good. Good to hear. That's getting those magnet on. I got my magnet on. <laughs> Thank you so much for the lemons. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, let's do this. Ready? No, I got a, a bad lag. You got a bad lag? It's it's echoing. Oh. No, you're muted. I don't know why it's echoing. I'm going to shut down. I'll am, come back. Am I echoing to you, Sid? Is there an echo out there to you? Was where I just now heard. I'm going to shut that up. No, no echo to you. You might have your volume up too much. Oh, are you on YouTube? Not now. <laughs> That's where the echo came in, huh? <laughs> we found the echo. All right, since I don't have any opener, you know, <laughs> we'll go ahead and get started. Good morning, everybody. My fashion statement? Yes, we got our fashion statements on. We got our magnets on. <laughs> and sorry about not going live yesterday. Um, I was feeling ill. Oops, that's not what I want. I don't want a full screen. There we go. There we go. I went bye-bye. Oh, you're on D-Live and YouTube? You went bye-bye. What do you mean you went bye-bye? Because you took my... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're on D-Live and YouTube? Awesome. Awesome. Very, very cool. I don't know how to do all that. <laughs> He's not up to par with that yet. <laughs> but that's okay. He'll get there. He'll get there. So today we are talking legends and lore. Hey, Ron. Uh oh. You don't want to see Mr. Chaos? <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Ron. How are you, Ron? As you can see, like I said, we got our magnets on. Even though we didn't go live yesterday, I was a little bit under the weather. Um, I had. Didn't get to bed until 3.30 that morning and because I was sick. So. But we did uh, still do a tape show last night. Yes, I just haven't uploaded it yet. Um, and also, uh, we did do our magnets. That's why we did the, the, uh, the show, tape show. The tape show to show everybody we did do our magnets. So, today we are good. talking... Yeah, thanks, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Yes, I did see your message, and I was going to, I thought I wrote you back, and then I looked later on right before I went to bed. And, Hi, and, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Um, We didn't feel any of the uh, earthquakes. earthquakes. We didn't feel any of them. We actually had a 1.3 here 
and I didn't even know about it. We didn't even yeah. feel it. Um, we just had to watch out for we did have the tsunami warnings and everything, but we're good. We're good. We're still here and not shaking. <laughs> Stirred, not shaking. But I feel bad for those people down there. They went 11 hours. <coughs> no, they had. They had uh, 11 earthquakes in two hours. Four, four, no, it's 14, 14 within an hour. Within an hour? Yeah. yeah it was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. they, they have been here every day, Nicole. Yeah. I I could show you the earthquake map and let you know. They have it every, <laughs> every day. Thousands of them. So, we're used to it. We're used to it. We don't like the big ones, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, we we usually won't feel it until it hits about a three-point something. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> It's been crazy down there, and I think they're still. I haven't checked this morning. Usually, I get up. I I check before I go to bed, and then I check uh, when I get up in the morning. But <coughs> I had, didn't check this morning, so I'm not sure if they had. I know they were still getting little tremors, like aftershocks and that. <coughs> um, but yeah, other than that, yeah. The worst one that me and Missy went through here, it hit a seven point two. In Anchorage, yeah, and it shook this building pretty good. Yeah, it was it, that was scary. No, that's not why I, we weren't live. I actually uh, was up till like three thirty in the morning. I was sick. I had a stomach thing going on, and basically, I was just waiting to get sick, <laughs> but it never came. Thank God, <laughs> and I finally fell asleep. So, um. Eddie was nice enough. He knows when if I sleep in in the morning, if there's for it's for a reason because usually I'm up, I'm up having my coffee and having my cigarette before. Well, sometimes before we flip flops. We flip flops. Yeah, yeah. But mostly it's before he gets up. So if I'm still sleeping, he knows not. You know, he knows I was up for a reason and that I'm sleeping for sleeping in for a reason. So. And I could easily jumped on yesterday morning and let you guys know but i just don't know how to use her computer system right yeah which i'll have to show them so if, if things do happen we don't worry you guys about especially on the same day that we're having earthquakes or whatnot or at least alaska's having earthquakes that way you know he can let you guys know that we're safe and everything like that hey, give you guys an idea of how worried they were they had tsunami warning all the way down to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when I say that they were getting pounded down there in Dutch Harbor um, and around that area, they were getting pounded. Like they were having, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't, obviously nobody was sleeping down there because their biggest one was like six point something. Yeah. It was close to a seven. But I mean, they weren't even getting like low aftershocks. They were getting like, they're getting pounded with a five, five points, four five points, point six, four point six, four point nine, 5.4. I mean, they were getting constantly rumbling. So I, and it, it, was, it was like one immediately after another. Yeah. So it's like the ground probably never even stopped shaking. Yeah. So thank you, Nicole. She said, as long as you guys are okay. Yeah, we're okay, Nicole. Yeah. Thank you. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Um, so, yeah. 
And if you guys ever do see us go through an earthquake, we'll probably, I won't, I won't even think about shutting down. No, really. we'll just, you'll just see us disappear from the camera. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know what's going on, but you know, hey. <laughs> because, you know, we are on the uh, third floor. Yes. So it's a kind of a little bit of a drop if something was to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be sitting in the office. The laundry room. Yes, we'd be sitting in the laundry room between there and the kitchen. Yeah. Hi, Shrimp Shack. Hey, Shrimp Shack. What's going on? So today we're talking about. So far, earthquakes yes. and magnets. Yes, we have our magnets <laughs> Um. We are talking, it's Thriller Thursday, of course. So we're talking legends and lore. The first story I have for you guys is talking about Tech Tech, which my daughter, Danielle, sent me into this. Or sent me into this. Sent me in sent me the story. This to her. Yes. Sent me the story last night. And let me tell you, I well, she sent it to me yesterday, and I didn't get to read it because I was still sick throughout the day. Um, she sent it to me and I stupid me i i don't know why i do this but i'm reading it last night oh thank you shrimp shack i'm glad you did yeah i really enjoyed the look around your area the other day yeah yeah it's pretty beautiful up here it is but uh she sent me this yesterday and i i read it right before i went to bed and eddie was already sleeping we had just gotten done watching what a ufo show i'm sure or no missing 411 show yeah and I'm reading this, and it kind of creeped me out last night because I was just like, oh, please don't let me dream about this. <laughs> but now, you guys see how I get treated, right? <laughs> Here we go. I've had my story for three weeks now to say on a Tuesday. But, you know, it's like, screw chaos. My daughter sends me a story. That's the first thing we'll talk about. Well, she knows Thursday is <laughs> legends anymore. Tuesday, you know, is true crime. I know. So maybe I should just mail the story to you. Maybe you'll read it then. <laughs> Email it to me and I'll read it. That's how I, that's, hey, that's how it goes. Right, guys? You guys know the drill. And yet, here, here I, I sit right across from her. <laughs> send your stories to Shadows of the Moon 1 at Yahoo.com. I'm going to send you somewhere, right? <laughs> and after we get through this story, we're going to talk about we folk and little people and some creepy stories about that. Thank you so much Thanks, for the Ron. lemons, Ron. He's like, nobody's taking my stream boss or my, yeah, my stream boss over on D-Live. It's like, no. Hey, Joanne, how are you? Good morning. You know, if I wouldn't have seen the last name, I would have thought it was somebody completely different. Right. Good morning, Joanne. How are you? Thank you, Ron, so much for the lemons. Well, you're right. I appreciate it. It's like, like I ain't giving up that number one spot. I know. He's like, nobody's taking my taking my spot. <laughs> Good. Good to hear, Joanne. Good. So let's go ahead and get right onto it. You you're monitoring, right? The oh, yeah. how long we gotta have the magnets on for? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. He's about, like, no worries there. We got about 20 minutes. Okay. So let me explain to you. I will say we're wearing our magnets, of course. And even though we didn't go live yesterday, we did wear our magnets last night. And I do have a video of it um, that I just haven't uploaded yet. So 
getting into it, let's talk about this TikTok, right? Oh, I forgot to share my screen. Oh, let's see here. Uh, this doesn't look like it usually does. So that's TechTap. Go ahead and get that out of the way. You see that? Isn't she Good morning, Eli. Morning, Eli. Isn't she creepy? Where have I heard that name before, though? Well, she's named after what she, because uh, she doesn't have a, her legs. Okay. So she's named for the sound that she makes as she's was. So it's like tick, 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 which is creepy in itself. So it says Tic Tac is the ghost who appears to in a number of urban legends. Tic Tac is almost always a woman, though there are some versions of her being a male. Um, a female? No, just a male. Oh, just a male. Oh. She has no lower half, and she runs around on her arms, creating the distinctive sound when she get where she gets her name. Tic Tac chases its victims down dark roads, despite having no legs. What's the matter? It just, just doesn't look like it normally does. It's did like, I screw it up? Because I... I think you did. I'm sorry. That's why I said maybe I should just... I should have just closed out and right, came back right. in. Tech Tech chases its victims down dark roads. Despite having no legs, the Tech Tech can run incredibly fast. So fast, in fact, that it can even catch up to its victims who are speeding away in cars. When it catches them, something terrible happens. The legends are not always clear what. In some variations of the story, the tech that carries a sickle. Oh, that'd be hard to walk or run on your hands with a sickle in your hand. Well, they're used to it. Yeah, that's true. I'm doing good, Eli. Thank you, buddy. Um, it slices its victims in half at the waist and steals their legs. The origin of the story, like what most or like with most or urban legends, there are so many versions with the Tech Tech story that it's impossible to know what the origin story was or where it began. Every locality has its own version with different details. Um, in some <coughs> stories, Tech Tech was a victim of a tragic accident, in others, it was suicide. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Um, in some sort stories, certain magic charms can protect you from the wrath or wraith. In others, nothing can protect you, and it will, and you will certainly die. Okay, Eli, I'll, I'll keep my eyes open. In some versions, the Tech Tech's victims become Tech Tech themselves. There are a number of threads in common between many of the variations. TTBP, hi. Hey, through the veil, how are you? <laughs> Yes, I'm going to keep saying that because. <laughs> so. In I'm, some... I'm going to make that catch on. <laughs> in some versions, <laughs> the Tic Tac's victims become Tech Tech themselves. Like I said, there are a number of threads in common between many of the variations. And the most common one towards it points towards a woman from Hakadil. And of course, I couldn't say that wrong. Named Kashima Rikio. The legend is, in years after World War II, an officer wor office worker in Moran, Paquito, was assaulted and raped by American military personnel. 
That night, she leaped off the bridge into railroad tracks and was hit by unco an oncoming train. The impact was so forceful that her body was torn in half at the waist. The severe cold of the Hikido night caused her blood vessels to contract and prevent her from bleeding out quickly. Instead, she squirmed and wriggled about for help for several minutes. She crawled all the way to the train station and was seen by an attendant. Instead of trying to help her, the station attendant just covered her with a plastic tarp. She died a slow and agonizing death. That's pretty uh, brutal. <laughs> right? According to the legend, three days after hearing the story, you will see the ghost of the woman with no lower half. The ghost is that of a woman hit by the train. The ghost will try to catch you, and escape is impossible even in a car. The ghost can crawl at speeds up to 150 kilometers per hour. Oh, Nicole, I hope you feel better. Oh, Nicole, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Shadows had the same thing yesterday. Yep. I just sure did. <coughs> so, uh, some say that the ghost is searching for her legs, which were lost when she was cut in half. Others say that she is angry at humanity for not helping her when she was dying, and that she, she's simply, simply out to slaughter as many people as she can. When she catches you, she will tear you in half and steal your lower half of your body. Do you see with uh, TTVP? You, you can catch it, y'all. Symptoms. <laughs> Talking to broken radios, hearing voices may include leakage to your pants and wandering, wandering into dark places. That's hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Um, so, this is going to, apparently, this is what will happen. Shortly after hearing the legend, she will ask you a riddle, either in a dream or in a mysterious phone call. The only way to escape death is, is to, to answer the riddle correctly. Yes, is it answer her questions exactly the right way. So I'm going to tell you guys all this. So if you do, <laughs> see her, okay? Every phone rings. Yep, or... she will ask you, do you need your legs? You must reply, I need them right now. Then she will ask you, who told you my story? You must reply, cat as in mask. Okay, caught as in mask. Um, caught what it's hard to as in mask. Oh, I guess I'm dead. <laughs> so it's supposed to say, like, she is in death, Ma is in demon, Re is in ghost, and Ko is in accident. If you answer her riddles without mistake, she just may let you live. She even uh, TTVP is asking, caught? Kind of. K-A. Here, I'll put, I'll put it. Why don't you just type it in chat? That's what I'm going to do. You basically have to say her name, Kashma Rico. 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 Yeah. Hold on. I don't know if it's going to do the characters in chat, but we'll try. Yeah. I'm, there you go. I'm right with her. Kashima Riko Ka is a mask. Shy as in death. Ma is in demon. Ma is in good. 
Wow, that's a creepy explanation what her name means. Yeah, I know, right? Her parents didn't like her. That's not nice. <laughs> I didn't name her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I agree, Vale. I'm dead. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm going to eat a couple edibles and just say, well, it was a fun ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I apologize. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I apologize if I bring the race into <laughs> your guys' lives for hearing that legend. <laughs> so accept my apology now. <laughs> Are you in Boston? Maybe cock on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, TTVP. You're, you're in Boston, right? Oh, not yet? Okay. <laughs> Hey, Bite, over in Blog Talk Radio, how are you? Good morning. Here's talking to people. Everybody's over in, usually in YouTube or Facebook. Or, or D-Live. Oh, <laughs> uh, gotcha. But I know where you're at, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> so the next story we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about little people. <laughs> Ron was we, here. Yeah, Ron was here. We folk. So the exclusive little people. Midgets. No, not midgets. <laughs> We're talking about fairy, gnomes, little people, little Indian dudes. Oh, so we're going back to uh, the Night Museum. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Seven more minutes. Okay. For those who don't know, we're wearing a magnet. We're doing an experiment. YouTube's not working again. Uh, sleeping on a haunted basement in the dark tonight. Lady Blackbird Saturday. Very cool. Through the veil. <laughs> His physical therapy is over. Maybe he's got a hot nurse. <laughs> Bite said, I'm overheating. Just moved some lawn or just mowed some lawns, absorbing the AC. I don't blame you. It's hot here. I'm in Alaska. Whereabouts are you, Bite? We're in Alaska and it's hotter than hell here. It's actually in the 60s. Which is like 60s, 70s. 70s. High seventies, low eighties yeah, for the, the east, people down there. On the east coast, at least that's all I'm. I, I listen, I, I say the people down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of the paranormal phenomena, the existence of little people, whether they be fairies, elves, or leprechauns, is among beliefs that receive little serious attention. Even among paranormal researchers, these myths are ancient and reside deep within folklore of many cultures. But no one today really believes in these tiny ma magical beings. Or do they? You said your YouTube ain't working? Indiana. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I can imagine it's hot there. Um, on my side, yeah, my YouTube's not working. Oh, because I, I got the YouTube chat going. I, I can see who's in YouTube, who's restreaming. Right. Oh, there we go. Now it is. I changed it to live chat. Um, so in October, this story comes from a person named KT, and she had a face-to-face -face encounter with one of these wee folk. In October 2003 in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, I was out playing on our patio with my two-and-a-half-year-old son when he stopped suddenly and asked me, who is the little man sitting on our stone wall? I looked where he was pointing, and I saw nothing. But the area looked different how, somehow, like shimmery. Okay. So, like, something was sitting there. Right. Later in January 2004, we were going outside playing, this time with my husband, when the most beautiful snow began to fall. It was coming, just coming to dusk, and I said I wanted to take a quick walk in the woods, and my husband would watch our son while I went. I started through the woods and was somewhat perplexed by how different everything looked. Hard to describe. Again, shimmery is the word that comes to mind. As I rounded a bend in the path, I came to face to face, about three or four feet away, with a little elf-looking man peering right at me from behind a tree. It was almost a stereotypical elf. Long, pointy ears, long, funny-shaped nose, very long fingers, and a pointy cap. How dare they talk about the keyboard elf like that? <laughs> it was wearing red clothes and a hat, and its skin appeared to be very light, like a lavender color. I let out a startled, oh, and it jerked back and just disappeared into thin air. So was this product of a tired mind or an act of imagination? Quite possibly. But like stories of ghost encounters, these tales are related by serious people who usually <laughs> swear that they were not under any influence of drugs or alcohol and their experiences seemed entirely real. Oh, okay. What are you okay about? Um, Bite over here says, I outgrew fantasy and sci-fi. Um, didn't satisfy my lust for power. Switched to historical games. Nothing as satisfied as dropping Castle Bravo on my appointment or on my opponent. I get that. I totally get that. I'm a gamer too. But uh, Eli, it, it, that sounds so wrong. <laughs> Eli says Eddie had texted Ron and told him to get off the nurse that you're on. <laughs> It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> I know what he means. Right. Get right. off the nerves because we're doing our show. Right. But that's not how it sounds. Right. <laughs> so in Jerome Clark's book, Unexplained, he retells the story of a 13-year-old Harry Anderson who, Harry Anderson, isn't that the Harry and the Hendersons? Oh, no, that'd be Hendersons. Never mind. <sighs> who had a strange encounter on a summer Fuck. night in 1919. Anderson claimed to have seen a column of 20 little men marching in single file towards him. The bright moonlight made them clearly visible, and Anderson could see that they were dressed in leather knee pants with suspenders. The men were shirtless, bald, and had pale white skin. They paid no attention to Anderson as they passed and seemed to mumble something unintelligible all the while. I owe, I owe, it's something. Dork, I go. <laughs> That's what you sing. In Stonemark, England, 
Show Market, England, in 1842, a man claimed this encounter with fairies when he walked through a meadow on his journey home. There might be a dozen of them, the biggest about three feet high and small one like dolls. They were moving around hand in hand in a ring. No noise came from them. They seemed light and shadowy, not like solid bodies. I could see them as plain as I do you. I ran home and called uh, three women to come back with me and see them. But when we got to the place, they were all gone. I was quite sober at the time. Yeah, but I bet she wasn't afterwards. <laughs> yes, we know it's a game. Yeah, it is a game. I never mind. I got what you're saying. I'm not awake yet. Not enough coffee. Who are you talking to? Over in, in Blog Talk Radio. Okay, like you said, because I can't see that. Right. He, it was, he was like, it's only a game? <laughs> not a real <laughs> atomic bomb? <laughs> like, nobody dies? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Welcome back, Ron. <laughs> I'm sorry to break your burst your bubble there. She's buddy. talking to fairies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she doesn't have to be live on the computer to do that. <laughs> That's right. That's true. <laughs> the legends of these wee creatures are told all over the world. While the Irish have their gold-rich and clever leprechauns, the Scandinavians have their trolls. And in Center, Central America... The small dwarf-like beings known as Ikels or Wendy's. The Ikels were described by the <laughs> Indians as being about three feet tall, quite hairy, and living in caves like bats. Iceland also have, has elves, who are said to be very productive of, of their ha habitations. Those who attempt to disturb them are in trouble. One story was told of the construction of a new harbor in Ekaria, and I probably said that wrong, in 1962, repeated attempts to blast away rock continuously failed. Equipment malfunctioned and workers on a regularly began getting injured or falling ill. Then a man named Olaf Blubsren claimed that the reason the trouble was that the site of the blast was the home of some little people. Okay, Rayo. He told the city authorities that he, he would work out a deal with the little people. And when he came back and reported that the little folks were satisfied, the work proceeded with no problems. Icelanders, citizens of one of the most literate nations in the world, take their elves quite seriously. Even today, Iceland's most well-known elf spotter, Stansen's <coughs> daughter, <laughs> that was a hard name, sorry guys, has helped Lisa is asking if you're ever going to read tarot cards again. I, I will eventually. Um, I'm starting back to work and Saturday I already got a 12-hour day, 10-hour day to 12-hour day. So we'll see. I'll get back to reading tarot. Oh, um, I'm going off camera for a second. I'll be right back. Oh, is the magnets done? Yep. Okay. And see now. What is this, day four? This is day four. All right. And the way you had this set up, remember yesterday I had to move my chat to the left? Yeah. Well, I got my chat on, on the left, and I can't figure out why I, I don't see your picture. Because whatever you did, the camera's not, or back on the left, I got to move the chat back over because to the right. Because we're going through StreamYard. Because I'm having problems downloading my stuff for uh, the podcast. Okay. Well, you told me that crap. 
So, uh, she's apparently an elf spotter. She has helped Reykjavik's planning department and tourist authorities create maps with charts of the haunts of hidden folk. The public road. Hey, road kid. Hey, Mr. Mister. What's on your forehead? We had <laughs> magnets on our forehead. That's what it was. The only elves and vices, the only elves I know are Tolkien's. Yes. <laughs> elves and hobbits. <laughs> Just quickly brief, uh, Mr. Minster, why we had magnets. On our foreheads. Because he doing just an popped experiment. in. A couple weeks ago, we read a an experiment about um, if you keep a uh, the north side of a magnet on your forehead forehead for 30 days, for 30 minutes. Um, well, it's 10 to 30 minutes. We're doing the long run of 30 minutes. Um, that'll clear the calcium, the, the plaque buildup. Um, around your third eye. Yeah, around your pineal gland. So we're trusting it out. So, you know, we're... And today was day four. We only got 26 more days to go. There we go. So the public road authorities quite often routes roads around hollowed boulders and other spots believed to be inhabited by the elves. Sightings today of little people continue right up to the present day. In fact, there have been several postings on the Paranormal Phenomenon Forum, which readers who have either had heard stories of such encounters or experienced them firsthand. Here are some examples. I learned that a bored young boy playing along a creek near Bend, Oregon, saw two little people who crossed the creek and stood looking at him. He said they were no more than 15 to 18 inches high and very dark complected. They wore skins as garments, and after a period of 10 to 50 seconds, they walked back across the creek and into the forest. The boy showed their footprints to his parents, who had contracted into a logging company to clean up slash piles. The prints were obvious, and the parents were flabbergasted, but chose not to follow the low beings into the woods. He believes now that the little men weren't happy about the logging and destruction of the forest. And I've heard a lot of people talk about this, that um, like if they see little shadow people running across their room or a place where they are or whatnot, their house or whatnot, I've heard that it's caused by because of you gone out and disturbed their home somehow. And they're letting you know that they're there and they're going to play little. They're going to mess with you. Yeah, yeah they're going to mess with you. Well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, you think about it, that's why people can't understand uh, communities that get started overrun with wild animals. When you're cutting down their trees and that, they have to move. They have to go someplace. Yeah, definitely. So the last time I saw little people was around 1957 in Fort Worth, Texas. I had been sleeping and something made me open my eyes. I saw two small people looking back at me. It was I was too tired and sleepy at the time to pursue further investigation of these two little guys who had very little hair and wore shabby, strange clothes. They sort of smiled at me and I fell back to sleep. I know what I saw and they are real. I'm taking the Eli had to use the restroom. I had to go somewhere. Okay. <laughs> 
I don't know if what I saw was a little person, but when I was younger, around seven or eight, these little shadows or elves, maybe the size of a pinky, would come out of my room. I can't remember the feeling I had. I wouldn't go to bed with the lights out, and I insisted that my parents stay with me in the room till I fell asleep. I think they thought I was crazy or something, but I know what I saw. Most of the time, they walked in on my window. But then when I turned the other direction, they would jump in front of me as they wanted me to see them. I don't think I was all that scared, but I can still remember clearly what they looked like. Over a period of time, they disappeared. I think it lasted like a year. Also, I remember that when I wanted them to go away, I would ask them to leave. If they didn't, then I would try to smack them with my hand. But they would disappear before I could. I don't recall them talking. It was strange, but I know it did happen. That's kind of tight. You, since Ryan's in the, the Mr. Meester is in the chat room, you can ask him. That's what I used to tell the kids that if they have monsters um, under your, you know, you know how kids are scared of monsters your in your closet and under your bed. If you see them, tell them to go away and they have to. That's the monster code. Yep. And that's what I used to tell. I've told all my kids that. And it worked. I don't know if they saw any monsters, but. Oh, great. Eliza Mooner. Oh. There's another one. Last year when my daughter and friends were four-wheeling in the woods in Washington State, they were stuck and having problems getting out. When working at getting out, an elf-like person came out and looked at them. The elf had a bow and an arrow, pointed hat, and pointy ears. Six people saw it. Like, I mean, I think it's like seeing spirits. If you're meant to see it, you will. Yeah. Daniel heard a curious story from his Uncle Willie at the time. I thought you got lost. <laughs> I did get lost there for a minute. Okay. Willie was a young man in his <laughs> early 30s. He was riding on his horse along one of the many natural springs in the area and stopped to roll himself a cigarette and rest a while. As he stood by the water, he heard a strange scraping sound and curious that made it, uh, he was curious that it may be an animal that crept in grass alongside the stream. Upon pushing the reeds apart, he looked, into two looked at two strange figures that were no taller than a man's fist. And he was pushing apart what? The reeds okay. in the water. One came out of the water while the other sat along the stream. The one sitting on the stream seemed to be scraping something in his hands, kind of like whittling. That's what I'm thinking. That's what it sounds like. When Willie realized what he was seeing was real, the awareness brought out about the awareness of these small people who froze in their tracks. As Willie pushed through the grass toward them for a better look, one figure dropped to one side and fell into the water, disappearing. Even though the small stream of water was no more than one or two inches deep, the other produced a small leather pouch, uh, brought out a small leather pouch out of which he took several old arrowheads, and with these, with these was the tool which produced the scraping noise he heard. It was a it was a tiny stone knife, and he also kept the crayfish claw that the creature was trying to open when Willie happened along. 
So the noise what he heard is was trying that, to open a crayfish. Yeah, it was scraping. I mean, yeah. White says, Bigfoot, I was a kid in the late 60s. Bigfoot was scary in those days. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, a lot of people, I think like the little people, fairy, uh, gnomes, the little Indians of the world, I guess, <laughs> are on the same lines as Bigfoot. But you're right. Bigfoot was big. You know, and it was scary when when you first started learning about Bigfoot and hearing about him. Yeah, he he was a terrifying monster. Yeah, that if you were in the woods, he would hunt you down. Right, but that's not how Bigfoot is. Right, yeah. He tries to run and hide from you, except on the commercial. Well, yeah, well, just because they have beef jerky. Oh, oh, is that? Or are right? you talking about the progressive one? Yeah. The progressive oh, because that's not Sasquatch. No, that's Daryl. That's Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fly, how you doing? Fly catches over in Blog Talk Radio. How you doing? Hey, Fly. But, you know, the thing with it is with, with it comes to uh, I, I don't know what cryptids. He, I don't know if Eli's leaving or what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, <laughs> he's over there peace signing everybody. Well, he's looking too. Yeah. But when it comes to cryptids, I try to figure out what they're actually seeing. That's how I look at cryptids. Like whether it be Bigfoot, the Mothman, whatever. <coughs> I try to see what they're seeing because of the fact that I go back to my number one statement. At one point, the platypus was on the cryptid list because nobody believed that this Duck looking thing, you know, had a duck bill, it's laid still eggs, around, gave off electric shocks like an eel. Nobody believed that. Well, the electric shock part, I'd have trouble believing. I I believe that too, Flycatch. He said, Bigfoot, in my opinion, is a real being. I personally have found footprints on the south fourth um, of the Curd River in South Southern California. Oh, I'm not saying it's not real. That's not what I was saying. No, no, no. I, he just did Satan, uh, his opinion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely believe. I think they're some kind of earth beings. That's my take on it. They're. I, I, I think they're travelers. You think they're travelers? Parallel uh, travelers. Because it, it, people say they spot it and then gone. Right. I mean, it's just gone. gone. Yeah. And then you notice people that they have tried to track uh their footprints mm-hmm. they just disappear. disappear now do you think that they're actually bouncing through parallel universes or no portals or is it a cloaking mechanism if it was cloaking it, it would still leave a footprint because it's still got to be there it, it might be invisible right but it's still got to have density like says i'm saying football bigfoot is not real i almost said football for some damn reason i would have thrown a beer can at her (laughs) (laughs) no they're saying uh bigfoot is not real that's a great belief too i just like i said i try to figure out what people um their aspect yeah but but there's a lot of stories out there that are 
I mean, there's a lot of hoaxes. I'm not going to lie. In the cryptid world, there are a lot of hoaxes. Well, they they, they busted them them that one group of people that think there's like four of them right. that had made up these footprint things. and Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are a lot of hoaxers. Why? I don't know. They just want their 15 minutes of fame or something. But yeah, well, it's not fame. It's stupidity. True. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just think there's a lot more of this world that, you know what I mean, that we just can't account for. Just my opinion. Yeah, well, like I was saying, though, I mean, you got hunters. Not even, let's not call them hunters, but people that have been tracking Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call them, and, and they can track footprints for so far, and then they just disappear. Right, right, right. Flag you George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars, inserted a creature called che- Chewbacca. Chewbacca, yep. <laughs> telling, about, telling us Bigfoot was real. I believe that just because of the fact that I know George Lucas. Um, well, no, I, I she don't doesn't know, know him personally. personally. <laughs> <laughs> but George Lucas and like Steven Spielberg, they uh, sat in with our, uh, you know, sat in with our governments. On different aspects of things. How do you think um, ET that's came another about? conspiracy theory for another time? Though. How do you think they came up with ET? Right, you know, just all these movies, definitely. Back to the Future. I mean, that's time traveling. It's parallel jumping. Right. Yeah. You know, I think it's put out there for a reason. What that reason is could be, you know, malicious or it could be. Just throwing it out there just to be like, hey, I think these things exist. You know. You think hoaxes are cool, Bite? (laughs) Until they happen to you. (laughs) Then it ain't so fun. It's it's people like me. See, I try to, for the people on Blog Talk Radio that haven't been uh, listening to uh, my podcast or my um, YouTube lives and that i'm the type of person i don't remember that what's that saturday cartoon bigfoot in the wild boy i'll have to look that up i don't remember that That sounds familiar it does and it was like a, a an animation version of bigfoot i, I and, and he'd be this little boy ended up befriending him if I'm I'll not mistaken, I, I, I could be wrong. I'm surprised I didn't catch it back in the day. I think I was more into Transformers on the cartoon. <laughs> Six million dollar man had a Bigfoot too. Only that Bigfoot was bionic. See, and that's the thing. So didn't um didn't the Hulk have a Bigfoot story in it too? I believe. I'm not sure. I think it did. Now I got to look up the Six Million Dollar Man one. I know, right? I hope they have them on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> These guys are going to kill my brain today. Thinker Thunker, a YouTube channel uses using science has proven uses. Really, Flag Hatch, I, I will definitely have to look up that YouTube channel and start watching. Now, you want to say that a little bit louder? Why did I go? You was soft? just whispering. Oh, Thinker Thunker, a YouTube channel uses science and has proved the existence of Bigfoot using science. Well, that's oh, 
It's what they're all trying to do is use science. Yes, I remember Dino Boy. Bigfoot and Wild Bigfoot and Wild Boy were live action. They weren't anima animated. Well, then it's definitely not one I've seen. <laughs> it's not what you're thinking of? Nope. You don't know Hulk? The big green man? Bruce, uh, Bruce Jenner. Bruce. No, not Bruce Jenner. Banner. <laughs> Bruce Banner. <laughs> Banner. <laughs> oh, don't there is that. no Bruce Jenner. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. What is it, Galen? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, he's on the Avengers. Hulk's everywhere. But, yeah, um, no. Hulk, I believe, had a Bigfoot episode in it, if I remember right. Because that was the talk back in the day. was like, <gasps> the Hulk and the Bigfoot are going to fight. Yeah, so I don't remember the episode per se, but I remember hearing about it. But I'm going to have to look up that Bigfoot and Wild Boy, definitely. <laughs> but that's why in my chat room, it's like all beliefs are, are open and, and it's a safe haven. Whether you believe or not, you know, we just like to tell stories and see what, you know. I don't know, but I have nobody in chat. <laughs> They're there. They're there. I see him. Um, oh, gotcha. He's not a, but, a Hulk fan or follower. Gotcha. I get that. Not everybody has. I'm not really a big follower of the Hulk. You just know. I just know who he is. and Yeah. So there has been a lot of talk about. Um, Lisa says, uh, even in the day when they made roads in Ireland, if they think the fairies live there, they make the road go around them. Yes, yes, definitely. They're very big on, I mean, when... They believe the folklore uh, uh, yeah. to, to the T. Yeah. You harm them and harm's coming to you. Right. And that's the thing. I have some stories, too, about bizarre cases of attacks from people because not all of these guys are nice. I mean, some of them help out the land and everything. I kind of feel like the same way that they Bigfoot is. Like, don't disturb them and they won't disturb you. Don't that's just disturb it, their surroundings and they won't just disturb you. That's what it comes down to. I mean, sometimes it's you run into them by accident. They don't know, you know what I mean? But um, other than that, it's it's really I don't know. That's pretty know. interesting, Lisa. That, and I think she's what she's saying is even to this day, they they do it. And these stories has been around for a long time. It's not just, you know, something that popped up last week. Right? Yeah. I mean, they've been around forever and a day. Well, that's why it's called folklore. So a really bizarre report appeared on the site of Phantoms and Monsters, and everybody knows that I pull from their site because I love them. And uh, all the links, of course, are down in the chat or in the description. Hold on. Eli just confused me. What did Brad Pitt have to do with anything? Because he said, you're not a big fan of Hulk, but you know who he is. So he said, I'm not a big fan of Brad Pitt, but oh. I love him. Man, you talk about throwing me way off the wall. <laughs> My favorite actor is uh, Keanu Reeves. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right, Mike? I can see that. <laughs> see what? 
we'll have mysteries in the episode of the big i will definitely check those out see that's why i love having these open chats because i get ideas from them and, and i definitely i love it thank you guys so much i will definitely fly catch i'll definitely check out those channels you, you know what you're doing over there when you're reading what they're saying you're going like this and then you start whispering and i can't hear a damn thing really <laughs> it should be picking me up it's not picking up your whisper. Well, then I'm pulling the mic towards me, damn it. Please do. I got a deep enough voice. <laughs> Can everybody hear us okay? And not when you start whispering. You have headphones on. I have one headphone on. <laughs> and then we banter each other. This is half of the episode. No. Welcome to the second half of the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... This one comes from a Navajo reservation in Arizona, in the United States. Here, the witness has gathered on this day at her grandmother's house with the family in order to celebrate her mom's birthday. I'm really glad he let everybody know that Arizona was here in the United States. Hey, you never know. <laughs> at a house that she describes as being out in the middle of nowhere. It was a mostly joyous occasion, but according to the witness at around 10.30 p.m., the dogs began barking and howling uncontrollably outside, but looking out into the pitch blackness of night, they could not see what was upsetting the animals so much. The witness stepped out in the front of the porch and said she could hear the dogs running around out of sight, snarling as if they were chasing something. But even with the front lights on. The front lights? The front light. You, you said front leg. Did I say it front yeah. leg? Oh my God, I need more coffee. On this little to chase away the utter darkness out past the porch so the light didn't go. It didn't go far enough. Yeah. As she stood on her globe of light in the porch, something then did bloom of the night to come into view. But it wasn't the dogs. She said it was a harrowing encounter that would follow. Suddenly, something jumped from a tree onto the side of her grandmother's house and started crawling like Spider-Man. All I got was one of those huge spider-looking things, for some reason, in my brain. But uh, she start, it started crawling out like Spider-Man all around the house. It was hard to make out, but it looked like a small man crawling like a lizard. The house was made of stucco, but it moved around easily. This thing was fast, too. The dogs were going nuts. I ran into the house screaming. Everyone was terrified and I remember crawling underneath the bed. The house, the noises were horrible and it sounds like there was more than one of them. I heard squeaking sounds that got real loud at times. They would jump on top of the roof and I could, and could be heard walking around. I don't remember how long this lasted, but it was, I was under the bed the entire night. When dawn came, we all went outside to check the house. There were a few bits of stucco knocked off, but not as bad as I thought it would be. The dogs were in the tool shed and too tired to move. Then my uncle got a ladder, so he and I climbed onto the roof. When we saw what was really shocking, there were hundreds of white-handed prints going around the flat roof right up into the edge. The handprints were small in size, but were human. It looked like hands that had been dipped in white paint. I took a closer look, but it wasn't paint. It was almost like a thick chalk. Her uncle said in a hushed voice, not to mention 
what would had happened to anyone because he believed the creatures were a kind of shape-shifting spirit called skinwalkers. I didn't even realize, um, I wouldn't even have thought of skinwalkers, but being Navajo, I can understand that. Anything like that, I'm sure, is probably a skinwalker to them. And that to talk to them would only bring family strife. It almost sounds like anything that they think can be a shapeshifter right, is a skinwalker. Skin yes. According to him, the family had been cursed by a tribal elders long ago during the old days before the treaties. After one of their ancestors had been outed as a witch, she decided to keep this dark piece of her family's history to herself and adds that it is the last time she ever went to stay at her grandmother's house. Another weird report was written on the site, Malcolm's Musings, and it was told about a witness who had said she has had a surreal experience back in 1984 um, at the Gold Coast in Queensland in Australia. She had just returned from a trip to New Zealand for a seminar. So although she lived with her two children, they were staying at a friend's house for the night leaving her alone in the house. So she was all alone in the house. She was very tired from her flight and her trips, and she went to bed. She passed out from exhaustion, but her sleep wouldn't last long. She explains, next I knew I could hear sounds of several voices. They were argumentative, argumentative voices and seemed to be telling each other to hurry. Like, hurry. I managed to lift my head and look down at the source of the voices. There were several small people. <clears throat> they were trying to pull me from the bed, feet first, and into the wardrobe. The wardrobe was only half a meter approximately from the foot of the bed. I saw that the left-hand side of the wardrobe was open. And it, the wardrobe had two sliding doors. I'd hung the clothes on the right-hand side, which was required that the both wardrobe doors be pushed to the left. Welcome, Freaky Geek. Hey, freaky geek. And now the little people were trying to pull me to the, the left-hand side, which would have required someone to push both doors to the right. I should explain here that during the, the event, I must have been operating similar to a video camera in that I saw and heard only. What? Hold on a minute. I should explain here that during the event, I must have been operating similar to a video camera in that I saw and heard only. And what I saw and heard must have been committed to memory. At the time, however, I did not experience normal thought process. So I get what she's saying. Like she's. This is just being burned into her brain. Like she can't believe this is actually what she's seeing. Right, right. So what I remember afterwards and now is the product of my mental video camera. Right. So I get what she's saying. At first it threw me. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? At the time, it did not dawn on me that the doors had been moved. I simply saw several small people trying to pull me from the bed and to open up half of the wardrobe. I experienced no shock or alarm. Instead, I told myself I had a lot of time to continue sleeping because I was far too big and heavy for them to move me. Listen, I don't know what's going on, but if somebody's trying to move me, I'm not going to just worry, not worry about it. I'm going to be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of uh, explosive language there. 
little what a what a little ass whooping. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Hi, now, Pammy. hey, Pammy, welcome, welcome. For the people that are over in like Blog Talk Radio, like I said, I am also live on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Twitter, all them good things. Uh, restream, Streamyard. No, <laughs> <laughs> you just everywhere. Just everywhere. Uh, whatever the case, I must have lost consciousness again. Uh, she said, now, in her opinion, some of these thoughts were not her own, but in some way suggested to her. So did these... Subliminal? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Whatever the case, I must have lost consciousness again, because the next thing I can remember is waking up to find several people crowded around me. They didn't speak as far as I know. I was lying with my head at the foot of the bed, so my feet must have been at the head of the bed. Again, I was similar to a video camera. I, I don't know what we said. These ones don't sound like fairies. <laughs> no, I think these are more like, hold on. It, well, it tells. Uh, I can't remember, but at least six, possibly more. One, a male was larger than the others and appeared to be the leader. He was closest to me. At first, he was staring into my eyes, both of his eyes. Then there's a blank and his position had changed. He was looking at me with only one of his eyes. Something happened there, but I can't remember. I suspect he was impairing me. So these creatures are described as about two feet tall and looking like a typical gnome or uh, peasants from storybooks. So, okay, so winter clothes and weathered leathery skin. Based on the height of the bed, their height was perhaps two to two and a half feet tall. They were overdressed. Their clothing was suited to a much colder climate. I can remember it considerably in detail, but possibly because of those days, I did a lot of home sewing. They were Caucasian. Their skin looked weathered as they worked outdoors a lot. And their skin had a muddy cast. They had strong facial bones, wide cheekbones, wide jaws, strong chins and noses. Their eyes and mouths were long horizontally, but vertically narrow. And it seemed recessed between their strong facial bones. So they have like just a strong muscular face, facial features. That's what I'm thinking or picking up from it anyway. Best way to describe their faces as squashed as if a heavy weight had been placed on top of their heads, squashing them downward. Their bodies were stout, robust, and deep chests, broad waist, strong shoulders. I couldn't see the bottom half too well. So whatever was happening, she kept losing consciousness. You know, like she would pass out a little Do bit. Do you think they were, they were trying to put her back to sleep? And that's why they kept Say, hurry, hurry. Right, yeah, that definitely could be. There's nothing wrong with that. Bite, extremely closed-minded, rigid, inflexible thinker, immune to mind control and suggestion. I can totally understand that. That's nothing wrong with that either. Everybody has to have their own belief. Exactly. Exactly. 
then to you, these might be fun little stories. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or go, like you were saying, 1984, the cocaine decade, it could be like, what the hell were these people on? You know what I mean? I don't know, because I didn't find out about cocaine until the 90s. I, I don't remember, to the be honest. 84, I was only 14. <laughs> so the next, she said, next I was aware of the voices again before. So they might be like doping her up and then her coming to. That's what, that's what it is sounds it, like. Is they got some magic fairy dust that they're trying to get her to sleep, but she says she's a bigger woman. Right. And she kept waking up. And I'm wondering now if that's why what she said, something had changed within the, the leader. Like she said, he was looking with both eyes, but then it looked like one. Is it right. because she's like, like when you get that groggy feeling, everything kind of combines into one right. thing? I can understand that. Next, I was aware of the voices again, as before, talking over the top of each other and urging each other to hurry, hurry. I raised my head and to the alarm saw that they had almost succeeded in pulling in my legs from the bed. My Pammy, body. Good, sorry, oh, Pammy, that is a question that I'm sure nobody in the room wants to know the answer to. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Who the hell? Decent enough. Why are you naked? <laughs> that definitely, I was like, what? I'm like looking down at myself, like, my name, wait a minute. And then now for your freaking geeks, it's like, I hope not. I just came in from checking the mail. <laughs> so uh, my body was now right way up on the bed again with my head at the head of the bed and my feet near the wardrobe. When I saw they almost pulled all of my legs from the bed, I, a surge of adrenaline shot through me and I grasped that I wouldn't be much longer before gravity did the rest of the job for me as they'd have to do all they have to do would be steering my falling body into the wardrobe i yelled out and i kicked them then i jumped back from the bed and into the center of the room the room seemed far brighter than usual i remember standing there and yelling at them welcome back sid welcome back sid I still, wasn't, <laughs> I still wasn't afraid, but I was angry at them. They muttered between themselves, and they looked and sounded, like, bitter. They fill, fill, bleh, They filed into an open, the open half of the wardrobe. They seemed to go in, then down, as if going down a ramp inside the wardrobe. When the strange beings were finally gone, she says that she is suddenly overcome with a sheer terror. Like she was realizing what the hell happened. And it was something she had never felt that afraid of before. As if the creatures had been using some power to keep her calm during the ordeal. That's what I'm saying. And now it, the effects have worn off now that they're out of the room. Right. They're not giving her anymore. Now reality is like starting to hit. Right. Yeah. This case sounds almost like it's been um, like a, a bizarre alien abduction report. You know what I mean? There were some timely aliens on. Well, yeah. <laughs> but were these gnomes like something from a fairy tale? Were they aliens or they were just imagination of a tired mind causing a vivid night terror? I mean, that could happen too. I'm not saying that that couldn't. You know what I mean? But it's just 
not to get off course, but what was it we were watching where they, uh, they went down in that basket uh, hundreds of feet into the earth? Oh, that was, we were watching Phil Snyder, the one who apparently died from suicide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just our opinion. Bill Snyder was a UFO investigator. He, well, he wasn't a UFO investigator. He had some experiences, and his dad actually worked on the Philadelphia uh, experiment. Yep. And uh, yeah, and he was basically murdered. For some reason, I was thinking it was it, it, it kind of fell in line with the uh, going down. Uh, no, yeah, well, kind of, yeah, but it it was weird. Uh, freaky geek viruses are the smallest aliens going. And it's true, but the problem is, is this virus is getting pretty damn big. <laughs> so I'm, there are some scary, you know, most of the stories that I've heard lately. Have a good day, Sid. Take care, Sid. Be safe. Um, a lot of the stories that I heard are hearing now. I mean, no, I can't say that because I've heard some like really scary gnome stories fairy stories um but i've heard some really good ones too like helping people that are lost help them find their way right or, or lighting up a path yeah stuff like that yeah um this one is also in australia it says i live in australia and wonder if anyone's heard of the wood jury what a what a g that's what they're called what a g so really freaky says there are two or three movies called the bill w experiment all yeah about 20 to 30 years apart yeah the philadelphia experiment of course is uh um where the naval ship they were trying to cloak it not yeah cloak it but do time experience time travel experience. yeah they're trying to uh create a portal yeah and it didn't work out no, but then the government denies that it ever happened. Yeah, but yet you have all these dead people and paperwork, and, and <laughs> you can't explain anything. You know, you should gonna... run for Congress. <laughs> <laughs> so, these Woodagy, I learned of them a few years ago when relating a story to a Newinger, and I probably said that wrong, and I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Freaky Geek says, I, I like sci fi movies but did not know these were based on facts. Yes, uh, the Philadelphia Experiment movies are based on actual facts. Yeah, and they have to, matter of fact, I don't know if you remember Freaky Geek when we were talking about Montauk in New York about the, uh, about the, um, that whole game, the video game that we were talking about. I can't remember what the hell it's called, but um, Montauk, in New York, that experiment where the whole city, the whole city of Montauk believed that people were being taken to do experimenting on in the underground They were caves. being abducted. Yeah, by our government. But they were like, that's where they did like the LSD testings and stuff like that oh. on kids. And uh, Bastards got free drugs. Right? <laughs> and uh, so anyway, with the, um, thank you, Sharp Shack, for hitting the like button. I believe I appreciate it um but it has to do with actually i believe it was two it could have been more i remember hearing about two 
uh, of the people on the ship jumped off and supposedly landed in Montauk. Freaky says uh, the game he, the only game he can think of right now is Wow, and I'm taking that uh, War World. Yeah. <laughs> or World of Warcraft. One or the other. Um, I can't for the life of me recall the words World of War. Oh, maybe words. it's okay. Uh, it, it, World of Wars? It could be. There's a couple WoW games out there. So Yes, uh, that's it, Shadow. You got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so the the lore for the wood woodagy are they're mischievous, sometimes violent little people. Her encounter happened in Perth, in the suburb of Calling Up. I always do these stories where I can't. There's she got to get the ones you can pronounce. Pronounce half the words. <laughs> in the 1980s, when I was about six years old, my brothers cousins and I were playing my brother, my cousins and I were playing in a black boy bushland green grass and I was hiding from them I heard a rustling noise to my right and I looked over to see a small aboriginal man about 10 feet away from me so this is, I mean, aboriginals are from our elders in Australia so and this, this was a tiny one. That's pretty wild. He was about 13 inches tall with a bushy beard and wearing nothing but a loincloth. And I assumed he was hunting as he had a spear notched into his um, Womera, which is a spear throwing tool. Freaky, I'm right there with you. And I might have, <laughs> and I might have disturbed them. He looked at me with angry eyes and threw his spear, which sank into my foot before he and the spear and the hole in my foot vanished. Only the new game, new girls believed me. So I, I taken it the new girls were probably like um, people that have lived there. Homesteads. Yeah. Homesteaded people. Another story is when I was six years old, I'd moved from England to Canada. One night, where's where is uh patrick <laughs> he's a newfoundland well i know i want to know if he's seen any if what if he's heard any lore about canada oh, i'm sure he has i'm sure he has too i mean everything he's been through and it, it, it yeah his age i mean he's not old but i'm yeah. sure he's heard a lot of folklore right <laughs> you mean up on the board, Eli? Shadow of the Moon, my name will be up there soon, lol. Oh, you, are you trying to take, are you and Ron battling for stream boss? <laughs> Is that what he's trying to talk about? I think so. All kinds of stories all over the globe. Yeah, that is true, Freaky Geek. There are all stories all over the globe. And that's what makes me think about stories like these, because, I mean, people have heard them. It's not just, I don't know. There's yes, just so he, many stories. Eli's trying to take over uh, stream boss. Ah, I gotcha. So this one said, when I was six years old, I moved from England to Canada. One night I woke up and we saw six or seven little men. They seemed so friendly and asked me about all my toys on the floor and what they did. But what amused them the most was my soft toy bunny rabbit at the end of my bed. When I showed them, they had a zipper 
and that's where my oh it, the bunny had a zipper and that's where my pajamas were kept well they just cracked up about that because you know he can open up a rabbit and pull out pajamas <laughs> right they stayed a while but my greatest memory of them is how happy they were and i'll always treasure that well you see found happy ones right Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was, uh, Freaky. A PJ bag, yeah. But they thought it was, you know, they probably saw it, you know, if they're little people, they're probably out in the wild and everything, no regular big rabbits. giant rabbits. Yeah. That run around. And this one has a zipper that you pulled clothes out of. <laughs> you know, I can understand. You know, and somebody, like, that would be somebody um, older, an older person, and you're telling them, you know. Yeah. Our contraptions. We even like a cell phone. They're like, what the hell is that? You know. Or, or you give a, a landline phone to a teenager today and they look at it like, what the hell is A rotary this phone, yeah. Yeah. And how the hell do you use this? Yeah, exactly. I do, this one is called Scary Encounters. She said, I do believe in fairies. My daughters and I rented a trailer in El Cajon, California. I probably said that wrong. In 2010, one morning we we're all eating breakfast in the kitchen, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a fairy floating in the air. Hold on, is this a story or is somebody typed this in? This is a story that. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know you were going. Yeah, the way I took it, I thought somebody was commenting to you. Oh no no no! <laughs> it was a female about three feet in height, sprinkling gold dust all around her. At the same time, my oldest daughter said, Mommy, Mommy, there's a fairy sprinkling gold dust everywhere over by the window. My daughter and I also experienced some other explaining phenomena in that trailer. It was getting too scary for us. We only stayed living in that trailer for 10 days and moved out quickly as we could. I think my daughters and I somehow attract the unexplained paranormal whatever you want to call it, because we have encountered several more experiences with the paranormal that were scary. Thankfully, it's been almost a year and we have not encountered anything. See, that's what, to me, that wouldn't be scary. No, it almost sounded like she was walking on them. But she was scared of them. The fairy was afraid of them. No, this person was That's scared. what I'm saying. It sounded like the fairy was trying to welcome Oh, well, them. I get you now. I get you. <laughs> right, yeah. I get what you're saying now. Fairies break them dust. That's what I was thinking. Hi, Irma's Clips Hi, and Coins. Welcome. How are you? A fairy wearing does it is scary. How that's what I'm saying. And How is that scary? And that's what I just said. I, but, I think it was their way of, of of her letting them know, welcome. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but again, you have to look at it. Somebody that's never experienced. Well, I mean, they said that they experienced yeah, phenomenon. Well, so. she says that the family attracts it. Right. So, I mean, to be scared of, I don't know. What am I in trouble for now? Uh, as far as I know, Ron, absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, Ron, I don't know why you would be in trouble. <laughs> what did you do, Ron? That guy, well, his physical therapist nurse was there. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it also said, I, 
What would scare me is that if it had weapons and was throwing it at me, not dust. No, what, what Pammy, I, I'm trying to figure out what oh, Pammy's saying. It I'm also sorry. said it hurts. Scary paranormal. They had other scary paranormal. But it, the thing of it is other paranormal that's scary. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and she said that right from the beginning that her, her, her and her daughter seemed to draw paranormal activity. Right. But now, are fairies paranormal? I think it falls on the paranormal, the, uh, paranormal umbrella. He was a male. Oh, his physical therapy nurse. Oh, oh, that's what I was saying. They built roads around them now. Yeah. And, and I get that, Lisa. I, I, I do. I'm just trying to figure out why she thinks that this fairy was scary whether it was yeah was i i wasn't trying for but, a rhyme yeah and <laughs> i mean if it was somebody that's never ever experienced oh, wait, my friend's video coming out of a portal Pammy just said that she said i saw one of my friend's video coming out of a portal right yeah but i mean i was gonna say if somebody never experienced anything i can understand that first time um, I, 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 the first experience. Yeah, being scary, but she's, I don't know. I but don't know. But I can't go by that either because I've really never experienced paranormal until the past, what, yeah, a year and a half, two years. You've had some, I mean. The one that scared the hell out of me is, is uh, the one that jiggled the door handle. In, in that kind of dark. woke you up and started you into everything. And, and I knew nobody was downstairs. And thank God you were walking right next to me that you could hear it too. Right. And I screamed like a little bitch and almost jumped in their arms. <laughs> <laughs> but totally, un you know what I mean? Totally Ooh. understandable. Now, Pammy, what do you mean hanging, hanging by its head? It was hanging from the in the flower by its head. But another fairy was hanging in the flower by its head. What do you mean it was hanging by its head? Was it, was it being hung? Is it dead? Well, I think that's what Tommy knockers are too, Ron. Um, that's what it reminded me of when he said there was an old movie with little people. I used to watch, oh, what the hell was that cartoon? Fraggle Rock. No, not Fraggle Rock. <laughs> There was a cartoon I used to watch. There, it was uh, all, all little people. Yeah. What's more scary is you hear something, you're not alone in a room, and you're the only one who is. That's true. And, and then he's, and, he does that a lot. And, well, and he's then, got good hearing, too. And then I tried to ask Missy, I'm like, did you hear that? She looks at me, she goes, hear what? And yeah. then I just, I look in the direction where I heard it. Smurfs. Not Smurfs. <laughs> and uh, the it, littles. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to sing it in my head because it was like, here come the littles. But I, I will hear uh, voices, uh, knocks, more things than Shadow does. Yeah. Okay. On with the story. Okay. So, another one says, I grew up in the countryside of southwest France, and today I'm 48 years old. As far as I can remember, I've always seen these beings. We also heard their music. They're very numerous in the thickets, woods, and forests. 
Do not try to meet them, for they will come to you. I played with them as a kid. Many are small. They do not live on the same plane of existence, but in worlds between. Fairy is the reality for me. Moreover, it's changed my life. But I do not care when I go into the forest. <coughs> That's kind of like, I wonder if it's the situation. Remember like two years ago when we lived in 129, right? We'd go outside for a cigarette. I went out there, and I, I think I've said this on my channel before. I went out there, and you know the white cap flowers? Yeah. Not the ones that hurt you when you touch them. No, you're talking about ones. the ones that, the big white, like, yeah. this ones. They were, it was kind of, um, wilting. They were getting ready, you know, it was getting into winter and everything. And I swear to God, like, they morphed into, and I'm not, I'm not a drug user. I'm not, I don't drink. No, very that's rarely. why I don't mind buying pot. Because she won't smoke it. I can't. <laughs> so, um, but before you go on, before I lose with uh, Freaky Ass, he wanted to know if the Littles had the, the, the ones that had the snorkel on their head. No, those were snork snorkels. Well, I don't know. I'm just, or the snorks or something like that. No. the question. They were some little people that lived in a house. Never touch plants that hurt you. Well, we try not Thank to. you for that advice, Freaky. Excuse I, me. I will nominate you for the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> but they like morphed into like protectors. Like there was like um little Mayan people. I, I, I think it, they were only like that tall. Yeah, they were tiny. Yeah, they kind of like as it, big as the plant. Uh, well, about the size of uh, 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 one of the dwarfs off of. Uh, uh, Snow White. Yeah. Cinderella. Which I, which I but they were, the way they were stanced, I mean, it was almost like, it was weird. I can't describe, but it freaked me out. Like, they were guarding something. And, like, little Mayan people, like, into, I mean, it was just a weird experience. Enough to where I, I was freaked out enough to where I called my guardians, and I very rarely do that. The cam is out? Are you kidding me? No, maybe they're talking about mine. Because I turned mine off for a second. Oh. So I can get up and walk away. That was Eddie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, what? But yeah, they like, it was very, very weird. I mean, like, I couldn't see faces. I couldn't see the eyes and details of everything. Like, I knew what it was. That it was the white capped flowers that were wilting, but all of a sudden it was like they had arrows and like little shields and shit like that. So it was like, wait a minute, what the hell's happening here? It was almost like I went into another plane of existence. Do you know what I mean? I do. It's like it released something. Right. That made you. I don't even know how to... It was like, and that's what made me think of it, because they were like, um, they do not live in the same plane of existence, but in worlds in between. And it was almost like, it, when I say they morphed into something like that, it was almost like I went into that world for a minute. You know, it was enough to where it, I got It was almost out. like you traveled with them. Yeah. 
dip you into Kool-Aid, Betty. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Kool-Aid. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, I definitely feel like I had morphed, like my vibration had gone up or down and I morphed into their world. Yeah, for freaky, a second. It, that, okay, I'm sorry, but it, freaky, that would never happen. I can't roll a damn cigarette. No, I have to roll them. I have a little machine that I can use. Yeah. So, there was another sighting that came from um, this person in 2004. The Elf of Penanuting Park. It's in Pennsylvania. It's, it's what? It's Pymatuning. Hold on, I gotta come look at that. <laughs> the Elf of Pymatuning Park. Pymatuning. 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 Shit, I lost track. All right, I got it. Oh, Freaky Geek, everybody knows that you're not a rude person, so no worries there, my friend. No, I guess he missed uh, Lisa earlier when she came in and said hi and that. And I think Freaky Geek missed it, and he feels bad because he's seen somebody else say her name. Right, yeah. So this happened in August of 2004. Okay, before you go on, you, you got to watch Chad because Freaky's asking if we were still doing the magnet thing or if we even did it yesterday. We did do it yesterday. We, we didn't go live, but we did a taped episode last night and we did it so everybody could see that we were actually still doing the magnet experiment and yes we did it this morning we do it as soon as the show starts yep so we by about 10 30 we're already through our 30 minutes yeah okay so i was at a place called what did you say pymatuning pymatuning park in pennsylvania picnicking with my family i was about 10 years old i had wandered off alone into a nearby forest and was looking at all the trees i was walking around when i heard the sound of music i followed it until i reached a clearing now i was going to ask the sound of music or just like she heard music they heard music oh good <laughs> like a scene from a movie sitting on an old stump at the edge of a clearing was a little boy he looked about like he was seven he had medium-length blonde hair and was playing a recorder made of wood. So I wonder if it was a um. You playing a, a, like a, a recorder pan, made of wood? A pan flute? Yeah, a pan flute. That's what exactly what I was thinking. Oh he must God. have heard me because he looked up at me. He had pointed ears and dark green eyes. He looked at me and smiled. Oh, see, I was thinking the same thing. The freaky was. He asked me if I'd play with him. His voice was really strange, almost like a bell. I told him I couldn't, that I had to go back to my family. He looked really sad for a minute, but then started smiling and told me that was okay. And he would wait until I could, could, play, could come back and play with him. Then he stood up and walked into the forest. I've been back to that area several times. The clearing is still there, but the stump he was sitting on is long gone. 
The second or third time I went back, I left a slice of apple sitting near where the sump was. When I went back the next day, the apple slice was gone, and, it's, and in, in its place was a very smooth stone. That's wild. That kind of gave me the chills. Like, yes, what you saw was real. I'm here. I'm here, and I'm oh, still here. Wow. Tidy Labs. Through the veil is my YouTube stream boss. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought somebody else. I know Ron is on uh, Streamyard. No, Ron or, is on D Live or D Live. I thought it was somebody else that was on YouTube. No. Okay. This is the first time I've seen that. Pop yeah, up. like a confirmation, Freaky Geek. Exactly. Patrick. He's over in D-Live lurking. How you doing, hon? Welcome. What's up, Patrick? So, yeah, like a confirmation, like, hey, I'm still here, and I still remember you. You know what I mean? Well, you know, a smooth stone, was that a payment for the apple slice? That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, thank you for the apple slice. Here you go. This is your confirmation that I'm still around. Good. Good to hear, Patrick. So, the little people in the mountains, my father was and still an avid hunter. He has heard all kinds of tales through the years. And I've heard a lot of tales about little people now come from hunters. Well, yeah. You figure most hunters, most true hunters, will get into the woods before the sun comes up. Right, yeah. So, they're, they're there at the very break of the morning. And they'll usually be out there all day if they have to be until the sun starts going down so right i i don't know if freaky geek was trying to send us a woman or just put up a emoji of one. <laughs> oh, just the emojis <laughs> ron's mooning again well, of course i i eli's I, over there dancing with the aliens i, I was going to say i can't really quite make out what eli was doing <laughs> So it says, my father was and still an avid hunter. He has heard all kinds of tales through the years of what others have seen while hunting. He said he was never seen anything, though, but it, except for one weird experience when he was around 17 years old. He was hunting for elk with his father and brothers in Salmon, Idaho in 1965. Jamie, if you would like, if you could uh, send a copy of them to Shadows. She said she got uh, little people eating grapes. She kept the pictures. Yeah, definitely. You know all at me. I that, always welcome. That would be fantastic. I would love to actually see it. Pineapple. So they were oh. sitting there eating grapes and pineapples? Yeah, definitely. And I'll post them up if you want to send them to me. I, I can show them next week. So we're almost done here with this show, but I would definitely love to see them. We all would. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you got pictures of it. So. You got Eli. You sure? He was hunting for elk. <laughs> he was right. hunting for elk with his father and brothers in Salmon, Idaho in 1965. They had all split up. To chase down elk, an elk herd they spooked by chance, and my dad was sent around the mountain by himself to cut them off. It was a mildly warm day, and he stopped to rest in the shade of some large boulders to strip off some of his gear and have a drink of water. 
When he sat down to rest, he felt a rock zip by his head. Thinking it was one of his brothers playing a trick on him, he yelled at him to stop, which most people would think that. If we were out there. Pam said she'll send him. She's uh, eating right at the moment. Okay. Um, If we were out there together and, you know, we split up for a little bit, and a rock was zipping by us, we'd be like, hey. Why'd you throw that at me? Yeah, what the hell, man? Or why are you messing with me? Yeah. That's when I know that's when he noticed tiny footprints in the soft dust under his feet. And again, another rock was thrown in his direction, closer this time. Now my dad had always been told about the little people who live in the rocks and crevices of the mountains and the hills, an ancient band of Native Americans who barely escaped from white man. They made a, their home in the hills, and if bothered, they would curse put a curse on you if you failed to heed their warnings. Feeling a chill creep <coughs> up his spine, he slowly rose, gathered his things, and said in very slow Shoshiani, I am leaving. I am sorry I disturbed you. As he was walking away downhill, he heard small feet slapping the rocks behind him. But being a tad afraid, he never looked back. He told, never told his father or brothers, um, and he could hardly tell me for fear to think that he was crazy, but I believe him. That's pretty cool that he knew how to say that. Apologize? Yeah. Not knowing that he crossed into their territory. Right. And, they, and showing him the respect of just getting up, walking away, and saying he was sorry. And I don't oh, think she just listened to anything I just said. No, I did. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was reading the chat. Look. Pammy says she always puts on low wooden fence or flat surface. Oh, definitely. You know, it's like an offering. It's like if you go out in the woods and I mean, we have where, you know, we take things and we'll give offerings at least or water to the plants or, you know what I mean? Well, when you water a plant, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's an offering. Same grayish green with pointed ears. Oh, was that that dude from uh, Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Brad, yes. But yeah, I mean, there's been many, many stories, and I've heard, and I love hearing them. I love it because I, I listen to, like I told you guys before, I listen to expanded perspectives over there on uh, the podcast and or on YouTube. And um, I love when they're talking about little people and that. That's one of my favorite things is listening to them, you know. And they're just very, very cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what Patrick's laughing at, but I think it might have been my comment about was it the dude from the Lord of the Rings? But I never really hear, I mean, besides uh, very far and few in between, I very rarely hear um, bad stories unless they like somebody's destroying their home. And I think that's what it is with Tommy knockers too. I yeah. mean, some say it's a warning that something's going to happen, bad's going to happen. But are the Tommy knockers, listen, this is my warning. Stop destroying my home. 
Okay. Or something bad's going to happen. So what about that movie uh, with the beetle? The death beetle. That's practical magic. Right. They were cursed. Do you think something like that could possibly happen? Yeah, definitely. If somebody believed that every time they heard... Thank you for the diamond, Ron. Thank you so much. Ron saying ain't nobody taking over my boss. <laughs> they can come and clean anytime. Yeah, right? Uh, what happened? He said they can come and clean anytime. Who? The little people. No, who said it? Ron. It's in the diamond. It's in the message with the diamond. Oh. <laughs> I leave Bigfoot gallons of pulling spring water and they bring it back empty and put it in view for me because I can tell them, please don't leave garbage. Well, now... That's pretty damn interesting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when they got enough, you know, I, I think she's joking. No, she's not joking. But if you can leave garbage out, or not garbage, but you, you leave stuff out there for them to eat. Right. And let them know, look, I'll keep doing this. Don't dirty the place. And then right. bring it back. That's, you know what, when she, she try one time, leave a garbage bag with it. And see if they actually put it inside the garbage bag. I mean, th that would be something to try. And if that happened, I'm moving. <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd spend more time outside. I, knew, I know you would. I know. I will say, that's what I do miss about living down in 129. Because we used to spend a lot more time, or even when we, obviously, when we lived in the camp. Well, yeah, the room was right there. Yeah. And we spent more time outside. Now we're out front where there's not really, it's not as magical, I guess. I mean, it's still magical where we are. It, it, it's a, uh, more of a walk for us to get outside now. Yeah. Whereas where we used to uh, live in 129, you climbed four, four steps and you were outside. Yeah. And now it's like you got to walk and walk. Anybody want any candy? She didn't like my candy. No, I got the M&M's in there. The no, elements. I said my candy. Oh. <laughs> Our boss. He gets gear packages sent up from the lower 48. Yeah, like weird stuff, like sweet and sour. Not weird stuff, but um, high chews, which they're like, there's like root beer and... I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> you know what? Freaky. That's absolutely possible. That they can become more magical because of us. Especially from the ones that believe in them. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah, see, uh, my candy was different than hers. She won't eat my candy. No. <laughs> yeah, our boss gets care packages um, because it's a lot cheaper to buy food, which is weird. It's if you're especially if you're on Amazon Prime. Well, but, it kind of breaks out to the same price by yeah. the time they ship it. Yeah, but we don't get some of this stuff right. in our store. Right. Exactly. So, like, he got me my pocket cookies and cream. 
sticks, stir sticks. Yeah, soda pop. They're like high chews. A lot of times, too, he'll get hair packed just for a They're like Korean. I, I, Patrick, I know you're a wise man, but I find that to be a far fetch. He says, in some circles, they believe that aliens may have genetically altered Bigfoot to create humans. Yeah, I've heard that, too, uh, Patrick. Why? That tree glowing. You let me know. Bert's part was good for a toothache. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's something, something to do with the essence of the smoke. But, um, yeah, uh, he'll get care packages for Korean food. And let us taste it. Like I had, there's banana Cheetos. I don't know. I, <laughs> or not Cheetos, but um, what's the big fluffy ones? Puffs. Yeah, cheese puffs. They look like cheese puffs, but they taste like banana. I actually got to uh, take a bite of Korea's hottest ramen noodles. Mm -hmm. And when they say it's, it's hot, uh, they ain't kidding. <laughs> and I like spicy food, but I actually had to spit this out. Yeah. I don't know about Bigfoot, but I have heard people have have been tested in, in you know, that freaky geek that, that's been ongoing story for years. That people say that they've been abducted and probed and tested. Mm -hmm. And actually some people, because it was handled carelessly, had had scar marks. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, we saw the burn of the one we did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Pammy, you, you can say that. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, I, I love spicy food, but this was just, uh, yeah, no. But how many, I mean, like when we're talking about little people too, how many times have we heard the story about chainlings? How many times too, though? Have you heard a door start to open and then it closes? Right. But you don't to see say that's a little person. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, maybe they're closed. Yeah. Like yesterday, like I was saying, while you were sleeping because you weren't feeling good, this door kept opening and closing. Yeah. Damn, I almost went out and went I remember there was a. Let me I get, see if I can find it. There was a video a long time ago about gnomes. You know, she don't hear many stories about trolls, though. No, you don't. You know, bags. It's invisible people. <laughs> Let's see if this one has I have no idea what she's doing, guys. I'm trying to look to see. There, there was an old... I remember when I first saw it, it creeped me out. And I'm trying to find... What was the name of that show we were watching where they were down in Kentucky in that? That's because they, they spotted little people. 
Yeah, that was the goblins. That was the goblins. There's Proto Baggins was invisible. Uh, that's why I started laughing. <laughs> That looked like a monkey. Hold on a minute. Who was it? The ring? Let's let's let you guys decide. I'm gonna turn off the. It, no, I I don't think the ring made him invisible, or was it the ring? Yeah, the ring made him invisible. Is that what it was? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. And if you're listening to the podcast portion of this, um, I. Okay, you ready? Wow. Hold on. Read what Pam said real quick. Uh, Mom's door handle jiggled. I took a pick, and it's a huge paw with claws, and also had pads uh, on the bottom of it. Damn. So, you ready? We can't talk because I got to unmute my mic. It's not her dog. No, it's definitely on one, two B. It looks like, what do you guys think? That's freaking crazy. (laughs) I thought it was her dog running on his back, you know, running on his back legs. I think this is the one. This is the one, the first ever video I ever saw, I think. What? Did that thing just walk by the bush? What did Ready? I, I have no echo or feedback. I do. With my mic being undone. That's stupid. That's dumb as hell. Can't tell me that's real. I remember the one I saw was at Dark Wizards. You know, Freaky, I was thinking the same thing on the first one. I, I, I thought it was a, a dog running on its hind legs. This was the one. Here it is.
Patrick said that's CGI. Could be. Playing Happy Fat. Oh, I used to love playing that. Now I'm old. I'd rip every goddamn cartilage in my hips. Oh, shit. Oh, what the hell was that? <laughs> That's what they're saying. What the hell was that? <laughs> that, that, that those weren't the ones that I seen, but when I was younger, or when I was... Uh, <laughs> Eli says it's him looking for pizza. <laughs> oh, see? We caught you, Eli. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> we caught you. No, they were putting it on a loop, Freaky, so you could, uh... So you could actually see what was happening. Yeah. It went on. <laughs> and Darren was like, that one kid with the tacky thing. He's like, nope. <laughs> Proofy Lion <Lyatt> Short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you guys. Oh, uh, I'm gonna give you guys a heads up, and and I'll let you know again when it's when it's coming close. Um, the 28th and 29th of this month, I won't be doing the show with shadows. Uh, I've got a restaurant I have to run for two days. They're probably all like, "Oh God, thank you." <laughs> I wish I could remember or could see. I wish I could find that one that I think it was that one that went behind the bush, but I'm not sure. I just know because the one I remember seeing had a couple of them in there. Oh, you're right, Patrick. Yeah, they 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 go way back. He, uh, Patrick says uh, there's a chance that. Some small creatures are real. Reports date back to times before the Roman Empire. Yeah, I mean, there's stories of, of even like back in the day. Uh, that's when you take over another's kitchen, anyway. I, well, no, I'm, I'm I'm going to run my friend's restaurant. He's got to go get cataract cataract surgery done. And he knows what I'm capable of. So he's basically handing me over the keys for two days to, to keep the restaurant going. And I feel like Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> right? <laughs> but see, this is what the thing with is, is, is I would love to go and if they would show themselves to me, go and like take a video camera, take the floor, of course, because bears. Um <laughs> Take our floor and um, take the video camera and go investigate and see if the gnomes and fairies would come around. But bring some mean, honey and because that's what you. No, I don't want to bring. I don't want to bring food because that brings a bear. We got bears. I know. Damn. And you want to bring honey? Yeah. Oh, that's just amazing. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. It's a bad idea. Bad idea. Damn it. Yeah, I know I brought it up uh, before, Freaky, but I, I wasn't 
I was still on a fence on whether I was going to be doing it or not. And uh, I, I decided that uh, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually going to be able to feel what it's like to own my own restaurant for two days. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> pretty much. And it's been that's been a dream of mine for years. Just a little mom pop diner. But uh, if I get little people to show up and start ordering food, uh, <laughs> it's something to keep you busy. Listen, when you live with shadows, you're never bored. Well, that's true. I'm always busy. Yes, not gonna lie. She, she has this bad habit of. Honey, can you go to the store and get this? Yeah, no I problem. never say that. And, and, I say, and, and, are you no, 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 shut up. So I'll go over there because we walk. It's only a block away. And I'll buy what she asked, and then I'll come back. And she says, did you get this? I'm like, you didn't say that. She goes, yes, I did. So I'm like, no, you didn't. So now I got to turn around and go back to the store. <laughs> what was it yesterday? Oh, you forgot my peanut M&M's. Oh, yeah, the peanut M&M's. Uh, Explorer channels. Oh, we watch a lot of stuff like that, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's why I said we watch a lot of stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. We watch... Uh, when I'm not researching stuff, this consists of... This is like my whole life. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, when I'm not working, obviously. When I'm not researching stuff, I'm watching stuff on documentaries on TV. A few years ago, I started pruning. A few years ago, I started for kids' roadside barbecue and smoke a pit with sides. Well, that's it, cool. We did have the the plan in yes, New we York, did. and we pretty much had it pretty all close to set up to go. I just couldn't keep one guy on board. Yeah. That's pretty cool, Pammy. Uh, hey, tip my hat to you. Definitely. All right, guys, it's that time. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hurry up. Everybody get over there. Run, run, run. <laughs> An 18-seater van, freaky, sounds like it would have been a cargo van converted. Way to go, Pammy. She said it's still going there. strong. Oh, that's okay, freaky geek. Don't apologize for that. What time would you? Huh? He said, I apologize for missing the beginning of the show. Yeah, but Patrick just put what time with a question mark. Oh, what time what, hon? Oh, uh, we're talking about she's getting ready to open the uh, chest. Oh, shit. What did you do? I can't stop it either. What'd you do? I hit distribute instead of I was putting the 200 lemons in and I hit the wrong button. So now they're getting hold. I don't know if they'll let me do it if I put 200 more in and redo it again. I don't know. We'll try it. Anyway, so certain people are going to get. A lot of lemons. 
No, not a lot. <laughs> Nobody got any lemons. Oh, oh no, they did. <laughs> Eli got 2.6, Patrick got 1.9, and Freaky Geek got 1.6. I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm going to try. Boy, you guys really raked in lemons today. I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay, there we go. Eli says, I got $2. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it again, guys. Ready? If it'll let me. Maybe I scared him when I said yeah, or scared you. Type in a lot. Just, I don't, it doesn't even have to make sense. Just keep typing. Eli <laughs> <laughs> says, I got $2. <laughs> oh, no, it won't let me. Oh. It says, sorry, this giveaway is too close for your last one. All right, well, we'll just save them up for tomorrow. I'm sorry, guys. I know, Ron. See? See? See how she is? And I got to work with her. <laughs> Thank you, Freaky Geek. Thank you, Freaky Geek, for he, the lemon. He, he's giving you lemons to put back in the damn chest. I know, right? <laughs> he gave you back your one lemon. <laughs> well, Half the time, Pam, I mean, we don't know what we're all doing. Uh, we have no clue. We just <laughs> we just go with it. Groovies <laughs> have the best skincare. It's because they buy expensive skincare. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like the owner of the building here, she buys a, a regular bottle of skincare, but it's like a hundred and something dollars. Thank you for the lemons. Appreciate it, people. Right, Ooh. Patrick. That's why they're called lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Ron, Eli, Freaky Geek. You guys, everyone, Lisa, Pammy. Uh, Thank you guys Patrick. for coming in. I appreciate it. Ron, oh. everybody's just amazing. I mean, every single one of you. Uh, where, where to go? Okay. Flycatch over in Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much. Well, you got a couple cover that part because I can't <laughs> exactly. see any of that. The only skincare I use is direct sunlight. Yeah, that's basically me too. Me too. <laughs> You're lying. You hate. I mean, you love the sun. You hate being in the sun. <laughs> yeah, I hate direct contact with the sun, but I love being outside and in nature and that. Absolutely, she is. Uh... Eddie owes you lunch, Eli. Yeah, I'd like to know how the hell that's... I ain't had enough to drink yet. I'm confused. How do I owe you lunch? Apparently, you're out there making bets or something. I don't know. Vitamin D, yes. it's. I Believe me, I'm very low on my vitamin D. Um. But it sucks because she's lactose intolerant at the same time. Yeah. So I have to take my pills. That's the one where I guess a normal person has like 48% vitamin D. They're supposed to have 48%. Mine was six the last time I got tested. So I'm supposed to be taking vitamins all the time. Apparently this is all your shots. fault. Why is it my fault? Apparently, you said something about a picnic. Uh, oh, hey, guys. If you don't catch the very beginning of the stream, it's all good. Yes. No worries, guys. We just get glad you come in. He won the Cowboys game, he said. What Cowboys game? I don't know. 
That's why you owe him lunch. Who? I won, Eli. I won the cowboy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Was this very late in the day that you were talking to him? <laughs> I don't remember anything. There ain't no football on. <laughs> If there was football on, trust me, I would know. And Ron, that was part of the story about a picnic. <laughs> they all trying to get me in damn trouble. <laughs> I remember the beat. What beat? I am so confused right now. That's <laughs> how we start our podcast. That's how we end our podcast. <laughs> If there was a game and you missed it, then it's not a match. Well, there ain't a game. <laughs> Beat or bet? <laughs> Bait? <laughs> Poor Ron's having a bad day there. This is how I get treated. <laughs> oh, he meant bet, not yeah. bait. <laughs> Beat, bait, and bet. Hey, it all works. Oh, bait now? <laughs> oh. oh, you just got freaky going on a whole nother level. But hey, guys, did you notice the chat was working? <laughs> I know, stupid spell check. I, it gets me out of No, he says no spell check. Every time I try to curse out my ex-husband, it comes up ducking. Ducking. Yeah, you can't get that F word in there. If you're not paying attention, it'll come up ducking. Have a good rest of your day, folks. Freaky, you enjoy the rest of your day, too. I'm just joking, Ryan. I don't curse your dad out. <laughs> Ryan, message me later. <laughs> no, no this, is, uh, this is where I say fist bumps, hugs. Stay safe. Stay strong. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I appreciate it. I appreciate each and every one of you. From Blog Talk Radio to Facebook to Twitch to YouTube. All you guys, thank you so much for hanging out. D-Live, you guys are amazing. And I, we wouldn't be here without you. We are a big family, Patrick. Yes, thank you for sharing that. And uh, be safe, take care, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hold on a minute before I... <laughs> Oi. All right, guys. Yes, and stay positive. That's right. Smile with your eyes, guys. Well, Ron, uh, all these earthquakes were happening. Um, we weren't on live. We weren't live. Um, thankfully, they weren't that close to us. But uh, trust me, if, if, if we feel intimate danger, we'll, we'll let all you guys know. Yeah, definitely. I love you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow for Freaky News Friday. Take care, guys.